Hey there, friend. Got a minute? I know you're really excited about listening to today's episode, but I got a great feeling you're going to want to hear about my latest creation, especially if you're the smart, forward-thinking kind of woman that I know you are. And if you're actively looking for ways to improve in your own self-care and wellness, consider this a sign, synchronicity, or just serendipity playing full out to bring a little clarity and fun your way. Now, you know I love to talk about self-awareness on this show because to know yourself is to bring more joy and confidence your way. So that's why I'm so excited to share with you all the deets on my latest creation, the What's Your Divine Energy Mix quiz. The What's Your Divine Energy Mix quiz helps you to appreciate your unique mix of divine feminine and divine masculine energy so that you can unlock your muse method. And your Muse method is your ideal self-care and wellness pathway based on your preferences, your way of being, and your unique take on life. I've gotten so many positive reviews from quiz takers who have absolutely fallen in love with their results. They ask me things like, how did you know this about me? Which brings my heart so much joy. And I want you to fall in love with your results too. To find out what your ideal self-care and wellness pathway is, here's what you got to do. You got to go to www.heycarladiaz.com forward slash quiz to answer 11 questions. You can literally be done in five minutes or less. And once you're done taking the quiz, your results will be flying into your inbox. And trust me, you're going to love your guide. So what are you waiting for? Go take the quiz today and I'll see you on the other side of your results. As a society, we have to do better to promote racial equality. And we can all do our part, whether it's volunteering to be a mentor, working towards the availability of nutritious food sources in disadvantaged neighborhoods, or purchasing an educational product from an anti-racist educator. You can do something and you can continue to do lots of great things. Welcome to the Joyful Energetic Mama podcast the place where busy mamas tune in to take out the struggle from the daily work-life juggle. I'm your host, Carla Diaz. I'm a married mama of three who jumped off the hot mess express and turned in her people-pleasing ways to become your personal cheerleader and encourager of dreams. Every week, you can expect simple and actionable tips on how to improve your own health and wellness. Are you ready to shift your mindset to go from that grouchy lady that your friends put up with to the joyful mama everyone wants to keep up with? then this is the podcast for you. This podcast is sponsored by the five days to more energy so that you'll never skip a workout again challenge. In as little as five days, you can run away with all the best tips and tricks on how to naturally boost your energy to do more of the things that you love. For more information, you can go to this podcast show notes or you can check out www.heycarladiaz.com forward slash five-day challenge. See you there. Hi, and welcome to the Joyful Energetic Mama podcast. This episode is about racial inequality and the call for social justice. I'm your host, Carla Diaz, and I'm going to start this podcast episode by taking a deep breath. My heart has been so heavy for this past week by recent events, and Just in case you guys know how this works, I batch record my episodes. So by the time that I'm releasing this, 
you've it's very likely you've probably heard, seen, or read how people and companies are coming together to weigh in on the issue of racial inequality and injustice in this nation. This is an emotionally charged issue for so many reasons, and personally speaking, my energy has been drained, and I've been feeling so sad and guilty at the same time for not understanding the magnitude of this issue. You know, up until recent events, it wasn't even on my radar, but it is now. And I fully recognize that I cannot call this podcast what it is, joyful and energetic, when I know that the women that I serve and the women that I want to serve, when I know they're hurting. Some of us have been hurting for a long time and we're worried for our kids. And some of us are hurting from the realization that we just weren't aware of how much hurting there was and how much still needs to be done to do something about racial inequality. And I am prepared to be criticized, condemned, and brushed off for what I want to talk about. I do recognize that as human beings, we all react and feel our feelings differently. No matter what side of the issue that you're on, you know strong feelings are going to come up. We're all hurting, some of us more than others. And I know that as a society, we must do better. Recent events have caused me to pause and reflect, to challenge my assumptions, and to realize that right now, what's happening really isn't about me or what I feel. I'm still going to do the work to process my feelings and to stick to my values. And those values are love, community, freedom, and hope. And I'm going to make sure that I'm expressing and showing up in my values equally to all. But right now, what's important is it's about doing what's right, working together towards inclusion and raising the voices of people of color, black and brown voices, so that we can hear what they have to say, so that we can all learn, stretch, and grow. I know that it's easy to dismiss what someone says to you if what they're talking to you about is not something that you've ever experienced or that you'll ever be able to experience because your skin color is not the same. And that's what makes this so difficult. But that's more of the reason why you have to do the work. It's not enough to not be a racist. You must become an anti-racist. Look. I'm not qualified to teach you how we can course correct on how to get towards racial equality and justice for all. And my aim is not even to do that. I'm not qualified to do that. I can't speak from experience because even though I'm Latina and I have black hair, I'm light-skinned. My aim for this podcast episode is to bring self-awareness to you because you're my audience and to get you to understand if you don't already understand, that we all need to challenge our preconceived notions, our assumptions, our ideas about race, and what it means to be a racist, and what it means to be an anti-racist. We as a society have to do better, and we have to take an active part in fixing this whole situation, 
that's plagued our country for centuries. This is the time to actively listen to the Black community. This is the time to realize what Black Lives Matter really means. And I know that this is a touchy subject, and I know people who will say all lives matter in response to that statement. I used to be one of them, and I used to say that because I didn't want to agree to a statement that in my mind meant that one race mattered more than others. I now know that Black Lives Matters doesn't mean only Black Lives Matters. It's a call to say that Black Lives Matter too, and a call to bring to light that Black lives have been undervalued in society for a long time by all people. If this triggers you, instead of dismissing what I'm saying because it angers you or because you can't relate, instead of dismissing what I'm saying, instead of calling me a name in your head or telling me I'm wrong or worse yet, silence me by unfollowing me, unsubscribing, which by the way is dismissive and avoidant behavior, I challenge you to ask yourself why. Why do you feel that way? Why does anything that I'm saying bother to you? And more importantly, what can you learn from that? That's what I mean when I say do the work. Because true change happens not when you take someone's advice or you take someone's word for it because what they're saying mirrors your thoughts. True change happens when you sit with your feelings and you use them as a guide to understand who you are. We need to understand who we are. Are we for love or are we for hate? And are we practicing in love or are we practicing in hate? I'm not saying that I'm perfect. I've challenged my own biases and even though it pains me to say this, I grew up in a home where there was at one time racial bias. And it was very confusing to me growing up. A lot about growing up is confusing which is why it's also important to do the inner work to realize who you really are. But that's a different topic for a different day. In all of my life's experiences and in all of the personal development that I've done, I know that I choose love, understanding, compassion, and acceptance before anything else. And I believe that God always gives you opportunities for you to grow if you're willing to accept them. It's not always an easy road, but love is always the lightest road that you can take. That's why I say violence is not the answer. I see people condoning riotous behavior, stating people are angry. You can't tell them how to feel. While I agree that it's harmful to tell someone how to feel or to deny them that they're f- the feeling that they're expressing, it's also harmful to not hold someone accountable for violent and deadly behavior. I mean, isn't that what we're protesting for? Yes, people are more than justified and have every right to be angry and outraged about George Floyd's death. His death was heinous. But when you're condoning dangerous behavior and it results in the death of other men, other black men, contributing members of society like David Zorn, Chris Beatty, Patrick Underwood, and it 
causes serious injury to on-duty officers like Max Brewer, how is that a call for justice? I mean, how is that you showing up for all black lives? Violence is not the answer. This episode is about increasing our self-awareness. And that also means that we need to challenge our environment. And by that, I mean the information that we're exposed to by traditional and social media outlets. We need to challenge what we see. And anyone who's ever taken a media studies class knows that the media spins a version of the story that they want you to see. And, you know, we also see this on personal social media accounts where people spread links, posts, or quote-unquote news without first checking to see if it's based on reality or if the video or the image has been altered to portray something else. You know, as humans, we seek to confirm our bias And social media thrives on confirmation bias. And if you don't really know what that is, that's a tendency to only seek out views and attitudes that confirm your own. That means that you don't, you reject what you don't believe because it's uncomfortable to believe that, to entertain the idea that you may be wrong. But it's so important to just do that. And I think. We have to train our brains to think like a scientist. Now, to get into physical therapy school, I had to study a lot of science, which wasn't a problem for me because I love science. But on the positive note, it trained me to seek disconfirming evidence. And I think that that's a great way to look at all of this, right? Um... To not take something at face value and just believe it to be true. Like, granted, I mean, it took me a while to really see how the scientific method could be a tool for me to process information outside of the classroom. But now that I do, it makes sense to me. So I'm going to ask questions. And it's not because I don't believe or, or whatever. It's just because I don't just want to take things at face value. I want to analyze the information, use my heart, and then go from there. And in that same way, we can't automatically discredit what someone is telling us just because we can't relate. We're way past that now. We're way past being silent. So I got a question. How do we do the work? There's so many resources available. I mean, it's always been there, but you know, now people are starting to take notice. And there are so many ways that you can support members of the black community who've been leading the anti-racist movement for years. Personally speaking, I've ordered my copy of How to Be an Anti-Racist by Ibram X. Kendi, and because I love hardcover books, and I don't know if you've had the same trouble, but I couldn't find it anywhere. Amazon was sold out. Better World Books was sold out. I even went to my local Target, and they didn't have it. But I finally got a copy on back order through Barnes & Nobles. So keep trying. There, there are 
there's so many people who, well, again, I come speaking from a personal development kind of world. And, you know, I do listen to a lot of entrepreneurial coaches, marketing coaches, and the ones who have made this an issue for them. And I don't know if I'm saying it the right thing, but the ones who are taking a stand to do something, they're all pointing us in the right direction, which is so helpful. Um, But, you know, part of it is also that we can look up the information um, and then decide for ourselves what resources we need. So if you're having a hard time not knowing how to start the conversation with your kids, uh, and first of all, have you started the conversation yet? I know I did, and it wasn't easy for me. But children are great, man. They just they just get it, you know. Because the thing is, it's like people aren't born to hate. You know, hate is something that's taught, and children just get it right away, which makes it so much more important why we need to start this conversation and do it in an age appropriate way. And if you're looking for a good resource, uh, socialjustice.org is a great resource. They have curated books, collections that, you know, cover a variety of topics that can help you to start the conversation with your kids in a constructive way. So you can help broaden their perspective on race, multicultural, and social justice issues. And I've heard great things about Monique Melton's course on how to talk to your kids about racism. But like I said, in all honesty, the information is out there if you choose to look for it. And that is your call. Look for the information. Actively seek it. Process it. And not just believe everything you see or hear. All right. So what are other things that you can do? The first thing that comes to mind is to listen to and to help amplify black and brown voices as much as you can. We need to actively listen and we have to be willing to get uncomfortable by what we hear. I like to listen to opposing viewpoints because for me, I feel that the truth is always in the middle of opposite and equally strong voices. It gives me a lot to think about. I'll tell you that. Um, And if you're having a hard time with all of this or you feel heaviness in your heart, I encourage you to journal your feelings. I mean, it may seem silly for some if you haven't done it, but journaling is such a great way to get all the emotion out. It's something that you can do on your own, like you're not judged by it. And it helps to take the emotional burden that you're carrying off of you when you release your thoughts and you put them into words. It's really helpful. And I know I've been journaling for the past week and leading up until what I'm talking to you guys right about now. Um, it's because I had to journal. Because uh, like I said, I'm not, I'm not qualified to teach this stuff but I know that I can speak from my heart. And that's what I'm doing here. Okay, so another challenging thing that you can do is to audit your social media. Now, take stock, like 
literally look at how many people you follow and you know how many of them are of a different race or a different different ethnicity or of a different religion or of a different political affiliation and i know that that's a hard one for some of you and that's okay um this isn't meant to be easy but the next step is to make your social media experience more diverse. I want to remind you to think about what's your behavior like when someone expresses an opinion that's different than yours. Do you listen, even if it's uncomfortable, or do you dismiss it? We have a problem with communication and that we're quick to silence, we're quick to blame, we're quick to assume what someone's thinking when they don't voice their opinion. And that's dangerous, but it is easier. It's easier to assume rather than ask because asking is uncomfortable. What all this violence and all this anger has taught me is that We are beyond just staying quiet. Imagine if you choose to stay silent and others choose to do the same. They follow your lead. Then this this world in its crazy current state is what our future generations will inherit. Is that what you want for your kids? For your grandkids? I don't. And that's why it's important to start the conversation. If you have a position of power or a platform, invite other people, other people of color to your discussion table and let them speak. Listen to their point of view. We can all learn something from each other. And again, if any of this has triggered you, I ask you to ask yourself, these questions when you get triggered. Ask yourself, why is this triggering for you? And instead of assigning a feeling to it or passing judgment, ask yourself, what can you learn? Mama, now is the time to take a stand. If you care about this country's future, about your kids' future, you know that starting the conversation is only one part. You need to educate yourself, actively listen, and you need to be an active part of the solution. I hope that I've stretched your thinking and increased your self-awareness and also raised your sense of personal responsibility. As a society, we have to do better to promote racial equality. And we can all do our part, whether it's volunteering to be a mentor, working towards the availability of nutritious food sources in disadvantaged neighborhoods, or purchasing an educational product from an anti-racist educator. You can do something and you can continue to do lots of great things. And that's, that's my call to action for you. I believe people can change. I wouldn't get on here and voice my opinion if I wasn't moved by everything that's happening here. We're all capable of being better versions of ourselves. I've certainly seen people change in their way of thinking in ways that were limiting and self-sabotaging for them. 
I've seen people free themselves from feeling powerless to feeling empowered and giving back. And that's why I believe this work is so important. Now, I recognize that my podcast is a relatively new platform. And I know that instead of feeling like, who am I to say something? Because, heck, this is rolling out on launch date. I'm looking at that as an opportunity for me to use this space to uplift voices that have not been heard. And I don't take that responsibility lightly. It, it energizes me to know that I can be an agent for change. But look, you don't need to have a podcast to be an agent for change. All you need to do is be willing to listen without prejudice, see with your heart, and move in faith and conviction that love really conquers all, because I believe that it does. In the words of Martin Luther King Jr., darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. I'm your host, Carla Diaz, and this has been another episode of the Joyful Energetic Mama Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to subscribe so that you're notified and never miss an episode. Of course, if you found today's topic super valuable, let me know by writing a review. If you're not quite ready to do that, you can always share this episode with your friends. And if you'd like more information on the 5 Days to More Energy Challenge, you can get more information at www.heycarladiaz.com forward slash five day challenge. Until next time.